Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, my friends. The opening music was by Save Vocal Group from the CD Native Angels by Save. This is really a great CD and has many spiritual songs with Native American instruments and Gregorian chants in there, unlike anything you've ever heard. If you'd like to order a copy, contact Save, S-A-V-A-E dot org. And they're also on Facebook and they do live shows. And you can also listen to them freely on YouTube. And I've also found their CD on Amazon. I'm your host, Reverend Sharon McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created to provide an open-minded platform that focuses on the tenets that Sunday is a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome. I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of the Ryrie Study Bible, and you may use any Bible you wish. I've had many spiritual experiences, and in gratitude, we will be having ongoing Bible readings and discussions about our spiritual experiences. The call number today is 619-924-9744. Sacred Sunday airs every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So now let's do our opening prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, this week, I'd like to say happy birthday to a couple friends of mine. One is um, Mel Huff. Happy birthday, Mel, and Ruby Montana in Palm Springs. And Mel's in uh, Colorado. And I wish you a very happy birthday. And be blessed and very prosperous in the year ahead. If you have a very special birthday or announcement you want to make, uh, just let me know. You can Facebook me and message me, and you can also send me an email. Okay, uh, please call in if you have a special prayer request or positive intentions. Again, our phone number is 619-924-9744. And uh, if you don't have your Bible, I read out the Ryrie Study Bible. If you don't have your Bible, um, you can go to www.biblia.com, or you can also, I found another one, biblegateway.com. Last week was Chapter 14, when uh, we were discussing, wait, I'm sorry, Chapter 13, when um, Paul and Barnabas were set out doing missionary work and uh, the Jews were starting to get jealous because uh, there was a huge crowd. As a matter of fact, on, on one of the Sabbaths, nearly everybody in the whole city assembled to hear the word of the Lord. And this is by Paul. And uh, the Jews were uh, very angry, and they they incited, incited the devout women of the prominence and the leading men of the city and instigated a uh, persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their district, but they shook off the dust of their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were continually filled with the holy joy and with the Holy Spirit. Now we're on 14 as we begin today. Everybody, you can get your Bible to 14. In Iconium, they entered the synagogue of the Jews together and spoke in such a manner that a large number of people believed, both Jews and Greeks. But the Jews who disbelieved stirred up the minds of the Gentiles and embittered them against the brethren. 
Therefore, they spent a long time there, speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord, who was testifying to the word of his grace, granting that signs and wonders be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided, and some sided with the Jews, and some sided with the apostles. And when an attempt was made by both Gentiles and the Jews with their rulers to mistreat and to stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Lycanoia, sorry, Lystra and Derby and the surrounding region, and there they continued to preach the gospel. At Lystra, a man was sitting who had no strength in his feet, lame from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke, and who, when he had fixed his gaze upon him, had seen he had faith to be made well, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet, and he leapt up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they raised their voice, saying, in the Laconian language, the gods had become like men and have come down to us. And they began calling Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer a sacrifice to the crowd. But when the apostle Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their robes and rushed out into the crowd, crying out, saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We are also men of the same nature as you, and preach the gospel to you that you could, should turn from these vain things to a living God, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. And the generations gone by, he permitted all nations to go their own way, and yet he did not leave himself without witness and that he did good and gave you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even saying these things with difficulty, they restrained the crowds from offering sacrifice to them. came from Antioch and Iconium, and having won over the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. But while the disciples stood around him, he got up and entered the city. That next day, he went away with Barnabas to Derbe. After they had preached the gospel of that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in their faith, and saying, Through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And that when they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, they commended them to the, with the Lord in whom they believed. They passed through the Pisidia, and came into the Pamphyria. I don't. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce all this. When they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Atella, and there they sailed to Antioch, from which they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had accomplished. When they had arrived and gathered the church together, they began to report all things that God had done with them, and how He had opened a door to the faith of the Gentiles. And they had long time, they spent a long time with the disciples. So that brings us to 15. So let's go ahead and go back and read the notes, because this was very interesting. Okay, the miraculous signs and wonders confirm the truthfulness of the message. So they were allowed to perform signs and wonders to the listeners. And then they pulled that Zeus and Hermes thing, the chief god of the Greek pantheon, and Hermes, the patron saint of orators, and two Greek legends connected with Lystra, the family, the familiar to that very excuse me, were very familiar to Paul's listeners. Zeus and Hermes had become like men and come down 
anyway, of course they objected because these are the graven idols that they were totally against. Anyway, so at 419, they stoned Paul. After suffering the crushing blows of the stone, the victim was dragged outside the city and left to the dogs and beasts. It was a miracle that Paul could get up and leave the next day. It's possible he received the marks spoken of in Galatians 6.17 during the stoning. Okay, now we're on 14.23, appointed elders. They're recently converted. These elders were likely Jews who knew the scriptures. And then we're going to go on to next week with uh, the Council of Jerusalem, and it'll be chapter 15. Anyway, this was very interesting to me because I had no, I, did, I didn't have any recollection of, number one, uh, Paul being stoned almost to death. They were actually calling them Greek gods at one point, you know, misidentifying them because, you know, we only have one Savior, that's Jesus Christ. And, uh, gosh, thank you so much for this. And I'm glad we're reading it because we're, we're learning a lot as we're going along. It's kind of amazing. And I want to read you a story out of my book this week. I know it's something that we don't do too often, but I try to do it once in a while. Uh, this is um, a story I entitled um, Angels Everywhere, and uh, it's in my book. As a, so I'm almost done. I've added many stories to it, and uh, we're almost done right now. I'm looking for an editor to help me out. So anyway, I'm going to read you my story. It's called Angels Everywhere. As I was growing up, I often thought about angels, but I'd never seen any. I thought of God, his son, and the angels, and knew they were protecting me. I had a picture of a guardian angel carefully walking the two children across the bridge on my bedroom wall. My longtime friend Rosemary learned that prayer that goes along with the picture as a child in Catholic school. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom his love commits me here. Ever this day be at my side to light and guard and rule and guide. I knew God answered my prayers and in many miraculous things that happened to me, but I never saw an angel that I know of. As an adult, I've dreamt of angels several times and experienced many different occasions of receiving divine help. One time, my husband saw an angel standing over me while I thought I was asleep. But what was really going on was I was praying the Holy Trinity. I had a bad dream and was so frightened I couldn't even open my eyes or move from the position I woke up in. I began to pray the Holy Trinity over and over in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. I was praying for God to save me, and I did not know an angel was standing over me while I prayed. The gift was my husband telling me that there was an angel there, even though I wasn't aware of it. Even in my intense fear, I was being protected. My husband was so astonished to see an actual angel. The angel was so tall, his head and shoulders went through the ceiling. Even in our fear, and especially in our fear, God is there. God sends his angels to watch over us. There is a rumor going around about that, that when we're too afraid, that we're blocking out God's love, thus we are somehow guilty of fear. I found out that nothing can keep God from us. We can depend on him in every way, in our weakness and in our strength. He is always here for us. His protection is all-encompassing. We can be sure of that. May our fear lessen and disappear. Amen. When I finished the story above, I moved away from the table I was writing at. And when I came back, there on the floor was a tiny golden angel holding a little golden trumpet. It caught my eye and I picked it up and amused. I think the synchronicity of finding the little angel was God's loving way of saying, So, you want to see angels? Here's an angel already. Thank you. Amen. 
When I saw another angel flying in mid-heaven, having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and to every nation, tribe, and tongue, and people, Revelation 14.6, I was looking in the visions of my mind as I lay on my bed, and behold, an angelic, watch, angelic watcher, a holy one, descended from heaven. That was Daniel 4.13. Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who inherit salvation? That's Hebrews 1.14. See that you do not despise one of the little ones, for I say to you that their angels in heaven continually behold the face of my Father who is in heaven. Matthew 18.10. Boy, that's a beautiful one. Anyway, let's let's go for another one, I think. We're on a roll here. Another guardian angel. I don't know if I already read this story or not, but let's go ahead and let's read this one. I was sound asleep and abruptly awakened in the middle of the night. In my mind's eye, I saw that I thought it was a dog. It was a black Labrador retriever. It was sitting at the foot of the bed, its golden eyes showing intense love and concern. I'd never seen such loyalty and steadfastness. At the same time, I became aware of something else. An evil spirit was just beginning to go through the threshold of a large window in the living room. The protecting angel asked me a simple question. What do you want me to do? My immediate thought was, sick him. And the angel rushed off to repel the evil thing. I fell back to sleep as the guardian angel returned and seemed to take his place beside us, covering, protecting at the time this happened, I fell back to sleep assured and safe, but contemplating it later, I was appalled. I believed evil spirits were real and that they'd look about trying to claim victims, but now knowing that they are real and that they are actively seeking to destroy even while we sleep is shocking. That is exactly what we need to say in our prayers. Go to bed without anger and pray for others' safety as well as our own. That is why we need guardian angels and the innumerable protectors spoken of in the Bible. These evil spirits are looking for a toehold anywhere they can. We cannot give them a chance. We are not alone in the struggle. Do we want divine help? Do we need divine help? Yes. I write this question, that next question with apprehension. What happens to the evil people when the evil spirits are seeking them? Is that where they go and rest? It's scarier than a horror movie. All the security systems in the world cannot hold back the intent of the evil spirit beings. Our hope rests in God. We must pray for the believers and pray for the lost that are found again. We pray, thank God. He has provided all the protection and that is all in place even before we need it or before we are aware of our need. We pray for our friends and families as the world turns darkly into night. Here is the good night wish I exchanged with my children as we all made ready to turn in for the night, and I also wish it to you. Good night. God bless you. I love you very much. Sweet dreams. Say your prayers, and don't let the big bugs bite. Be a sober spirit. Be on alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, but resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. That was First Peter 5, 8 through 9. That was so powerful. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the powers and against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's Ephesians 6, 12. 
And behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared, and light shone in his cell. And he struck Peter's side, remember we just read this, and roused him, saying, Get up quickly. That's Acts 12, 7. When I remember thee on my bed, I meditate on thee in the night watches. For thou hast seen my help, and in the shadow of thy wings I sing for joy. Psalm 63, 7. And that beautiful image is that we are actually in his golden, under his golden wing in protection. Now, I want to read you today. I was looking through one of my little meditation books, and it's Hazleton Meditation Series. And it's for today, and I'm going to read you what today's story is. Know that when you want to, know what you want to do. Hold the thought firmly and do it every day what should be done, and every sunset will see you that much nearer to your goal. Every good story has a beginning, a middle, and an ending. The beginning is like our morning, full of newness and the promise and hope. This morning was our introduction to a new day, to a new people, and to a new experiences. The middle of the story is how our day progressed. Its locations and events, the dialogue of the locales, and the conflicts of the day. The middle may have been dull and boring, or it could have been fast race along fast pace. The ending of the story is our evening. Tonight, may we find resolutions to the conflicts of the day or logical endings to some promise of hope of the morning. The story's conclusion is decided by how we want to end our day. Why not end today's story with hope, gratitude, and peace, and a happy ending? And the question is, how will I end today's story? I can write a happy ending with gratitude for the peace of my higher powers given me. I just thought that was a beautiful thing to read for today. So next week, we're going to be moving on to Chapter 15. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from everybody. And may God bless and keep you. And uh, remember, you can call me and contact me on Facebook. Uh, And my, my page is actually The Paranormal and the Sacred on Facebook, so you can reach me there. Okay, so in closing prayer, let's uh, let's do our uh, traditional one. And then uh, after a moment of silent meditation for those who are still suffering, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. You are never alone. I love you and may God bless you and may your best dreams come true and true love live in your heart. Remember, you can always message me with your concern or request for prayer. And I'm bye-bye, my friends. I just want to wish you happy trails and God bless you in every way and I love you very much. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you.